It's Halloween 2016. I'm Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Just pick a just pick a scary monster. I want to be Godzilla. You picked the only scary monster. No, no. There's the mummy. There's Frankenstein. We'll try it again. We'll try it again. We'll do it. We'll yeah, clap if you're going to do this, you've got to tell us what we're going to yeah, do. Because it's just funny to see you guys react. <laughs> now I just got show pre-roll. Well, hold on. Now I'm, now I'm drawing blanks on monsters. <laughs> I'm drawing blanks, too. I'm Dracula. I'm La Llorona. (laughs) I'm Coral. (laughs) Coral. And I'm a a -a jack-o-fucking-lantern. Okay, and this is Pixels Weekly. Ah, 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 Welcome. ah. That was a good one. You kind of sound like the Count from Sesame Street. (laughs) And here starts... Here starts the struggle with Davis. You're the least scary vampire. I'm not trying to <laughs> be scary. Should I try? Should I talk you're like starting. this for the whole episode? Yes, yes, you should. We've made 35 episodes. One, two, <laughs> three. No, I'm just kidding. You're supposed to say what you're counting in between. <laughs> three episodes. <laughs> Four. All right, can you imagine if I just <laughs> All the way to 35 with that cadence. <laughs> um, welcome to Pixels Weekly. We're a video game podcast. It comes out uh, every Monday to make you smile. And uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about all things Halloween, including uh, just some some weird stuff like our favorite Halloween candies, uh, what video games have done for Halloween celebrations this year. Uh, and of course, we will be wrapping up with a little homework update and what we want to play next week. But we start off the show with what's in our minds and in the news. It's the spooky hodgepodge. Ah, 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 Ooh. Ah, ah, ah. Ooh. Spooky. Everyone's a I'll ghost. Start. Google has a playable doodle, and you play a little cat, wear it with a wand and a robe, and the goal is to get rid of all the scary ghosts and it's five levels. It's a cute little interactive game. I like it. It's around till Halloween. <laughs> so you will not get to play it. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, no, that's not true. If they do this Halloween morning, then they'll, they'll be yeah. able to go get that Google Doodle now. You probably already know about it. It's incredible it how much time and energy they put into those Google Doodles. In fact, I'm pretty sure yes, that yeah. I know for a fact they have an entire team just devoted to Google Doodles. Good, good. Good. Magic Cat Academy. So did you beat it, Sandy? No, I was playing three levels. I got three levels in, and then I have to talk to you guys. Three so. levels! <laughs> can you, can you like, leave it to be continued? Or if you, like, refresh the page, do you have to start from square one? You have to start all over again. But it's, it's oh, really man. quick. It's really quick. It's really simple. It's, it's cute, and it's fun. 
So for any right. listeners who don't know what a Google Doodle is, what is a Google Doodle, Sandy? The Google Doodle is kind of a, a theme of the day or the month for holidays, special events, and some of them tend to be interactive, some of them aren't. So it's just a way of commemor it's Google's way of commemorating significant dates. Do you know what October thirty first also is other than Halloween? Mm. It's the end of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Ah 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 <laughs> Spooky Spooky <laughs> Breast Cancer. That affects millions of people. It's actually really horrible, you guys. And it's almost <laughs> the start of November. No, that's also the beginning of November. You can shave tonight and then not again. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. I'm sorry. I apologize to the listener, really. Maybe you have this turned up in your car. Maybe you weren't expecting the levels to go that high. And that's on me. And I apologize. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Davis, what's your hodgepodge? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So nothing uh, specific game related, but uh, I got a chance over the last couple of days through a combination of, I think, Amazon Video and Netflix to watch a couple um great video game related movies that uh, have been suggested to me over time. Mm. So the first one I watched was two nights ago. I finally watched King of Kong for the first time. And then in a very similar vein, I think it might even be the same producers. It's at least the same cast of characters um, is uh, man vs. snake, which uh, is available on Netflix. Um, Pretty great. And so both of them uh, are game or excuse me, documentaries that sort of chronicle um, competitive retro gaming so this dates all the way back to like the 80s and the creation of the Twin Galaxies arcade and like sort of master set of like world records for retro games like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and then uh, Man vs. Snake talks about Nibbler. Um, mm. And so it's this sort of like window into this actually like really interesting cast of, of people who participated in these competitions or currently participate in these competitions um, and sort of like a very niche, small subset of video games, which are these like classic arcade games. Um, and both documentaries, like, you know, production quality, not so incredible, but uh, just the, the people in the documentaries really, really carry them and carry the stories. And I would highly recommend both of these movies to, to anyone who's interested in learning a little bit more about sort of like a, a past history of video games and where those people are today. Um, have you guys... Either any of you guys gotten to see either of those yet? No. I saw King no. of Kong, uh, Fistful of Quarters. That's the, <clears throat> yeah. like the whole title, King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Yeah, there's subtitles to both of them. I think the, the I don't remember what the nibbler. It's a, a I don't know, the nibbler one. Something about a snake snaking story of nibbler or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, mm. yeah, so King of Kong tells the story of uh, Billy Mitchell, who I guess is like generally regarded as um, like the video game player of the century i think he like self-titles himself he had the world record on donkey kong and donkey kong jr and like pac-man and stuff for a long time and sort of like turned himself into somewhat of like a celebrity as a result of these world records that he held and these were all maintained and updated by an organization that started out as an arcade called twin galaxies which was founded in this like middle of nowhere town in iowa by this guy named walter day and so the one thing I've taken away from both of these documentaries where Walter Day is a very prominent figure in both is that Walter Day is like the greatest man alive. He's this like <laughs> super, super hippie meditating, like talks openly about his previous use of hard drugs like LSD and 
uh, is the founder of this arcade, Twin Galaxies, where he just wanted people to come together and like play these arcade games. And he would put on competitions and have them like videotape and get local news to come and like uh, cover these competitions for like Donkey Kong and uh, and Pac-Man and stuff. Um, very, very selfless, just kind of a very funny, interesting character. And he's like the referee of all of these competitions. So he's wearing like a traditional like ah. football referee's shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the the King of Kong is the story of this guy, Billy Mitchell, who's like the reigning champ. And then this other guy, Steve Wiebe, who's this um, sort of uh, from the middle of nowhere, Washington uh, family man who also just happened to be pretty good at Donkey Kong. And they paint him out to be this like sad sap who's like never done anything successful in his whole life. And he uh, he manages to beat Billy Mitchell's score uh, in Donkey Kong. But there's some like controversy there. So then. He does it publicly and there's like more controversy. But anyways, watch the documentary. It's really great. And then Man vs. Snake is about this guy named Tim McVeigh, not the Oklahoma City bomber. Um, very different character. Um, and it's about his um, quest to marathon um, like 36 hours straight of Nibbler in order to achieve mm. the first billion point score in Nibbler. So he did that when he was like 16. And then it's all about him like reclaiming his throne in modern day. Um both really interesting movies, uh, totally different than any of the games that I ever play. You know, I'm, I'm too young to have ever experienced the arcade era for sure. But uh, really cool uh, movies and, and really interesting people. So definitely uh, highly recommend. Yeah. Them now. Yeah. King Kong's really good. That's, um, I enjoyed that one. And I was all into the, the drama and the controversy. And I'm like, Billy Mitchell cheated. He's yeah. a cheater. He's a cheating... He is a cheating, self-involved, lying piece but of shit. Watch, watch the movie. Make the yeah. opinion for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you if you liked King of Kong, Sandy, I think you should watch Man vs. Snake. It's on Netflix. It's really great. You know, I, 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 those, I, I, I can't those movies. A movie. <laughs> really? I yeah. Those movies asleep. always have an air of like desperation a little bit to to me. Not the movie itself, but like also some dude who's just like super good at Donkey Kong. I'm like, yeah, bro, but like. It's Donkey Kong. Well, so I think, but the thing is that that's what makes these movies great is, I mean, just try to picture the person that sat in a chair and played Nibbler for 36 hours. (laughs) That is is exactly what this guy looks like. And, and, And like, it's just like, it's everything you could ever imagine someone who like spent their like waking hours in an arcade every single day. That's who these people are. And therefore it's like really interesting to watch them. I, I, I have to fight something those days where I, I've been starting to watch a lot of new movies and it requires too much attention and I just end up falling asleep. So I need to combat that for Aww. for me to enjoy those you movies. You getting a toy really them. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably the fall weather. Oh, you just getting cut away? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think, I think the, <laughs> the, the last thing I will say that I sort of took away... The last thing I will say that I sort of like took away from these movies is that I think that there's also just a... It's a totally different type of game that these games were where the mechanics were so simple, right? Think about like Pac-Man or something like Nibbler where your mechanic is basically just kind of like avoid shit and turn left and right. Yeah. And, you know, these hardcore competitive retro gamers, they're, what they're doing is they're chasing numbers, right? Like it's a very like simple set of mechanics that you chase to get this high score. It's almost like the concept of a high score is like really rare in modern games. And like success in a modern game is so much more about other things than a specific score. So it's kind of just interesting to 
to sort of observe the different dynamic of a retro arcade game and what it means to be good at that and the success, uh, you know, the, the, the metrics for success with those games compared to the games that we play today. Much, just much, much different. As much as it's like seems to be simple controls, it makes it even more elitist. It seems to be even harder to to master those those games, especially when you see some of those speedrunners. It's yeah. like the most simple control you can ever find, but yet it's the most complicated thing to beat or the the most complicated thing to kind of like get a grasp on and 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 feel welcome to get in and like be part of that community. Try to try to do those speedruns or stuff like that. Um, it seems like the least welcoming kind of games when you look at it. It's like, um, you know, I'm never going to be that good or anything like that. Like, it seems so retro. It seems like those game, those people that are right now still playing the games have been playing it since it came out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, like, available you know, you. I'm sure these games had their day and I'm sure that they were amazing when they first came out because that's, you know, there, there were no what we call modern games these days back then. They were the modern games of their era, and I'm sure they were great back then. But I just have no, I have no interest in going back and playing Pac-Man. Like I don't know, maybe it's maybe oh, like dude, I said, Pac-Man maybe I just the missed greatest game ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pac-Man's so good. I don't know. Like, the, but the thing is, like, I I don't dispute that there is a legacy that Pac-Man has that makes it maybe the greatest game ever, uh, and at its time was incredible. I just when I have the option of Pac-Man versus Overwatch, I'm going to go play Overwatch. Here's here's my thing about that though. I'll say say this in defense of older games. Especially when people compare them to newer games. Old games get by simply on mechanics with no window dressing whatsoever. So, like, Call of Duties and stuff, and, like, I, I played a, a little bit of the Battlefield 1 this week, and Battlefield 1 starts off very, uh, you know, I don't, I, well, I'll talk about it more next week, but one of the most dramatic slash impactful ways a shooter has ever started ever a campaign for me. And I was very taken aback and impressed by it. But 99% of it is window dressing, right? And Davis, you've talked about this before. We're like competitive first person shooters are kind of like who can put the dot on who better. And everything else is like extra to that. Whereas like, I think Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, the window dressing is so bad that it has to be the fundamental game is good. And that's why I yeah. think, like, you played Pong in VR, and Pong is still good. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, well, it's not even I just that the window dressing on those games are bad. It's non-existent. You didn't have the, the platform or the medium to, to do window dressing. Right, like, right. Uh, well, what I think is kind of cool is, like, you hear people talk about those games when they came out, and they but they do talk about the like animations of the face of Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong as this like window dress, and they they talked about oh this big mean gorilla and he's like attacking you and you're this like little plumber guy or whatever. And we look at it, we just see pixels. We're like, yeah, there's like a big shape of a gorilla up at the top. But back <laughs> then, to them, there was a story there, right? And to them, it like well, it was more than just uh, you know uh, a, a platformer. Cool. Yannick. That's me? Yeah, it's your Never turn. follow the order. <laughs> well, we condensed that, right? You, we optimize it. We optimize. We cut, we cut the... We, we cut trim the, the fat. We, we cut, yeah. Cut the blanks. Um, I am... Uh, I've been looking at this week's news, and uh, I've been very intrigued by one thing. Uh... I really don't know what to think, so I really need to talk about it with you. I'm very anxious about it because oh. um, I hope those are things that will 
make me better at the game at games but i'm not sure about it i want to okay. talk about and i think davis also has something to say about that because we almost shared that hodgepodge um i want to talk about the new ps4 pro controls that were announced this week by oh. razer and nakon how so, many controllers um, were announced well they were I mean, announced by sony they're built by razer and nakon they were announced by sony so yeah they are like officially you know they're official affiliates they're licensed, sony pretty yeah. much but how many controllers are there Two. 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 Two no, controllers. One. Not one, but two. Two controllers. Uh, nice. And I think Yannick has a better Dracula accent than Ryan he does. Is. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I mean, I'm closer to Scandinavia, technically, right? <laughs> Transylvania. Transylvania. Yes. Oh, yeah, right. Because Brooklyn is closer than California. Brooklyn is closer. Than <laughs> <laughs> this is correct. Geography. Erect. Um, uh, yeah. So, what about I these mean, pro I'm controllers? I'm not really sure about that. If you go by the North Pole, maybe California is closer. Oh, yeah. that's true. Maybe. No, I think it's on the opposite side. Anyway, oh, yeah, we we do. Um, the Razer, the Razer Raiju. So you know, bear with me. Air R A I J U. Um, will launch this holiday season. Uh, which is unclear to me what that means. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be f- available at least <laughs> between, for Christmas. Between now and <laughs> the end between of the year, now I guess. And then. Between now and then. Um, so 2016. Um, and same thing for the Revolution Pro Controller, actually. Um, That's the Nacon so one? Both of them, Nacon and Razer are going to, yeah, both launch in this holiday season. Both of them have, like, unannounced dates, but you can expect it very soon. Um I don't know. It's very weird to me, first of all, this um, timing of announcements. Um, yeah. That's all. That's all we got. Just like a press release. Uh, we didn't get, you know, there was nothing else with it. Um, and so the the Razer, the Razer Raju has two extra bumpers and two extra detachable triggers. Uh, for some of us that listen, um, I've been interested into purchasing um like some kind of those customizable heavily customizable controllers there is one um well-known manufacturers that builds very solid customizable controllers called scuff gaming um okay. a lot of those destiny players that i hear and that are well known are mostly partnership you know i have a partnership with scuff and uh they advertise that on twitter and it makes good sales. It works really well. People are very happy with them. Are those controllers um, or are those things that go on the controller? The so no. So yeah. So I'm personally using stuff that go uh, called control freaks. They're like little analogs bumpers um, of different size and shapes. Uh, I'm using some that are not curvy. They're like bumpy. You know, like instead of having your thumb kind of like printing into it, they're kind of like rounded on the top. Um, okay. And uh, they're very, they make it very comfortable for certain games like FPS. For games like FIFA, where the controls have to be where you change of direction are like more than 90 degrees angles on your analog, where, you know, no, it doesn't matter which one it is. Uh, sometimes your finger like trips off of it. But when you need like that steady control for FPS um, and that stability, it's for me like it's been something that I've been really enjoying. 
And um, especially if you have like big hands like mine, it's kind of like the small controller feels a little bit too small sometimes. You don't feel that range of motion. So just having a elevation of your analog stick can like increase the degree of rotation. You know, you have more control over it. Um, but anyway, so that those are control freaks. And then scuff gamings are really more to, more to it. There is also a possibility for you to choose what analog you want to add onto your controller. But you can also have uh. little pads on the back. You know where you kind of like have your middle finger and your, you know, your little finger and, and the other one between the two. I forget. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, at this spot, you can have even like a pair or two of triggers. Yeah, like the, um, the, the Xbox Elite has those right, as well they're exactly. like paddle shifters like, but they're on the back of the controller yeah, exactly so you can have those or you you know you don't have to and pretty much the rest of it the the controllers look exactly the same like an official ps4 controller and people have been really happy it's responsive even though sony hasn't really been um you know partnering or like being like officially licensing those controllers it's been very uh, successful and the controls are around 150 dollars so that's why i want to bring that background because i'm expecting the, the new razor reju and uh nakon Re- revolution pro controller to be around this you know the same price range than the elite and and the scuff gaming controllers Around one hundred fifty, two hundred, two hundred dollars. So why wouldn't why wouldn't Sony have partnered with Scuff if Scuff is already doing this? Like, right. wouldn't it, wouldn't and people are already using it and they like it? Wouldn't Sony uh, be more inclined to license with them? Yeah, I mean, I mean Scuff might be fine taking all of the money as opposed yeah. to having yeah. to go through. Yeah, Sony. Scuff might be, and Razer hasn't had really dived into the gaming, like the console gaming realm, right? Or Mm-hmm. They are yeah. mainly doing a lot of really good, so they're gonna probably use their brand to sound notorious at first. And and honestly, between the two, if I had to just choose blindly and be just an impulsive consumer, I would just go for the Razer because I know that they it's a brand that make great you know hardware for gaming for advanced gaming. Um, and it's a, it's that whole trend of having people trying to be better at games. With all those FPSs and esports also taking over uh, our our this economy, uh, they kind of like surf on that wave, uh, which is interesting. Uh, I'm not really mm-hmm. particularly fan of the design of those. I mean, I'm gonna post. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna put a link in the show notes and show you pictures. I'm not really a fan. The controls make me think of the third party um, manufacturers of the Xbox or the Xbox 360 controllers. You know, the controls that were mm-hmm. low price, like yeah. 30 bucks instead of being 40, 50 for the official Xbox Microsoft controllers back in the days. Yeah. They, they just look very cheap. The look of it. Now, I haven't I haven't had I, one in my hand. I, I, I was going to say, like, that's the elephant in the room to me this whole time, which is I think these two controllers look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> curious. Are there yeah, are there any... Are there any three-dimensional images anywhere I can find? Because both of the pictures that I've seen of them are top-down, so you can only look down yeah. on them. And I agree that they both look cheap. They both look like those third-party controllers that you would buy for like your Xbox. Yeah. Um, there are some distinct differences, I remember, between the two of them. The one thing I did notice was the biggest difference the between... The Razer logo. Well, yeah, right. But <laughs> there's the big... Up. So there's the big... Um, there's the difference between the Xbox controller and the PS4 controller is the... Um, the uh, 
asymmetrical joysticks on the Xbox controller yeah. versus the symmetrical joysticks on the PS4 controller. So the Razer one, as far as I could tell, had symmetrical joysticks, whereas the Nacon yeah. one had asymmetrical ones. Also, that Razer mm-hmm. one, those joysticks looked weird, and that's why I want to see if I can find a three-dimensional image, because I can only see top-down, and top-down they looked odd. I couldn't tell what was going on there. They didn't look like yeah. normal joysticks. Yeah, they look so, like they're indented. Yeah. I mean, a lot to it has to do also with the grip. I know the grip like makes a difference in terms of, and it's funny how both of them have different approach. If you look at the X circle square triangle, like mm-hmm. diamond, yeah. like yeah. one is very like shrink down, and the other one is just very wide. So Ultimate I don't know like, which time. one. You you really don't mm-hmm. really know. It's like the Mac, the new MacBook Pro. You don't really know who is it, who it is for. Um, <laughs> but it is it is it is a, it is definitely a. Uh, two distinct choices um and i don't know what ps4 motivation we're here it's 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 about it's a lot about wait and see but i'm not going to be the one testing those um the interesting part of the razor one is that it has more controls over your voice you can directly mute uh increase the volume or uh i I can't see the other yeah it had some like hot buttons on the bottom yeah, he has some buttons to control the your microphone that you can plug. So he has a, a 3.5 millimeter headset jack and uh, and just dedicated volume and mic mute controls. Um, you can switch between two custom profiles. Uh, at least that's for the Razer one. You can have two custom profiles. And so obviously uh, all those con- those controls are going to come with a software you can install on your PC or I think hopefully Mac. Uh, and you can kind of like change profile and completely customize. Uh, obviously, they're gonna have. I think they're gonna have trigger. They have you know trigger stop switches and uh, and I think one of them. Um, you know, like on the razor, you can detach the analog stick rubber caps. Um, you can afford the Raycon Revolution Pro controller. You can um, kind of like manage the weights like you can there have like compartments in the controller that you can you can adjust the weights like remove weights in your controller to see you know where like have your tailored balance and feel to it like if you want the the weight to be more on the on the um, i don't know on the upper part of the controller mm-hmm. or the handle part of the controller um i mean all those ones sounds fancy but i'm not that far into the thing um yeah. And, the other big, uh, the other big elephant in the room yeah. for me too was, as far as I can tell, and please correct me if I'm wrong, they're both wired controllers. Yeah, they're also wired. Yeah, which that's is weird. instant deal breaker and for me. Like, how was Microsoft able that's to produce? That's what professionals love, man. I don't know, yeah. man. That elite it, controller it's is not catered for. I don't think it's catered for the regular consumer. It's yeah. definitely catered for someone who wants to go pro in whatever game they want, and they like having their things wired. Yeah, and that's that's a. It makes sense why Sony went after Razer, because Razer has a huge presence in the esports scene. They sponsor teams. They have their own team. Peripherals are everywhere, and Razer is the dominant choice for mm-hmm. most teams. So it it's not it's not for your average player. It's it's for your you know internal envies and you know team secrets and mm-hmm. other most random the, names. Yeah, most of the new games right now, most of the esports game, you know, Call of Duty. Um, uh, I mean, at least for PS4, Call of Duty. Maybe Battlefield would have an esports scene. I don't know, um, but like only a few games that are really played with controllers in the esports scene mm-hmm. are, you know, 
you can count them on 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 one hand right now. So I feel like this has to be synchronized with some new franchise coming out, and hopefully they will partner with esports team and make that legit. But it's a hit or miss for those. In my, is my conclusion. Uh, we saw that with the Xbox Elite controller, right? I mean, you you play with that, Ryan, and. And, it's incredible, you know, and it's like, it. and it either, and if it's, and it's incredible, it sells very well. It's sold out. If those ones are not as good, you're not gonna see them for a while. Sure, um, you're not gonna see them for a while. Yeah. But I'm, in, I'm, you know, I'm interested about that. But honestly, my personal opinion, I'm more excited about getting a scuff myself because they just look like the PS4 controller that I like, and they just had a few features. They just had one of those. You know things that would just make my slide at Destiny a little bit looking more MLG and and you know well well so that's my question last thing I'll ask about the scuff ones are you allowed to use those in competitive esports I have I'm not sure actually but the only uh, competitive esports that I've really looked at uh, I've actually never looked at PS at, at um, PS4 esports yeah so like Call of Duty are they allowed to use those Yeah that's a good question because that's the other thing about to, if you're talking about scuff wanting to be licensed if competitive esports gamers are not allowed to use scuff controllers that's one reason to get playstation on your side right right i mean i guess yeah i mean besides i I don't know what's really um like officially are like are the rules you know like for example if you look at all the tournaments i know the monitors are going to be let's say benq um but then if you look at the 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 players uh controllers they usually bring whatever they feel comfortable with yeah uh, well, you know, and I'm talking about mouse keyboard setup. Like they pretty much use what they feel comfortable with, which makes sense. I would guess it's the same thing for, 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 for. Um, and I know a lot of good players. I mean, at least I'm talking for what I look at a lot. Like most of the good players, as much as they love the native, the regular controller, are switching to scuff uh, more and more, uh, just for that convenient triggers in the back. It, those are very helpful. Um, the real question, keep, though, if you want to keep your thumb on the stick, um, on the on the on the analog stick, it's 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 very helpful to have those controls in the back, like of the and and paddles in the back of your controller. The real question, though, is will your scuff controller have a instant DDoS button so you can DDoS the players right. you're playing in trials? Mm. And, and well, you can't really mention that they're gonna ban you directly. Right now. <laughs> 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 finally, finally, they're talking with Blizzard on some stuff, and this is one of the things that may have they may have talked recently. They're like, just ban them directly. Like it's gonna have a good impact on yeah. their social. Yeah, and Blizzard like, drops that ban hammer immediately, yeah. and the community and loves it. And uh, don't need to dive into like, that. Oh, though. let's do that too. Let's just do that too. It's it's just easier for us to handle. Um, so anyway, those two are my guess. Uh, the price is unannounced. Those two are probably going to come around one hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars. Um, probably going to come around the PS4 Pro launch. One good thing to mention: they're going to work with both the PS4 Pro and the regular PS4, uh, or like the slim they PS4. The, you know, they better <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, no, not to worry about any. Like buying any of those and not having them work on any of your on the console you're gonna maybe purchase. So yeah, wait and see on those, but I'm not gonna be the one buying them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ryan, and I, I, I agree with you. Um my hodgepodge this week is uh something that I woke up to not a couple days ago, which was Sean Murray, creator or director of No Man's Sky, tweeted. <laughs> after a long yeah, time a away and uh we need a rumbling yeah he tweeted one tweet uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh um but 
So apparently what happened was, uh, so far the story is, and it's kind of developing as people look into it, I, although I don't think it really needs looking into, uh, the, the Hello Games account, um, which is the studio that made No Man's Sky, simply tweeted out, No Man's Sky was a mistake. Um, you got that right. And... And then immediately, uh, Sean Murray uh, said there were some conflicting reports. Some people said that uh, the report was it was a disgruntled employee. Sean Murray himself seemed to say publicly that it was someone who hacked the Hello Games account. Uh, The Hello Games account was turned private almost immediately, so you'd have to kind of request to follow it. Um, And I follow Sean Murray, so I went to go see Hello Games, and of course they... They were um, in private mode, so you couldn't see anything anymore. Um, and then he he tweeted out this uh, server hacked. We're bringing Mr. Robot episode. We're binging Mr. Robot episodes as quickly as we can, <laughs> looking for answers. Episode five is a cracker. And I thought that was funny. I thought that was really good. And I I looked at that tweet, and then immediately I scrolled down. And let me just read you, you know, some of these some of these tweets that people said back to him, how about fixing your game instead money is sorry. People, if you're, you might want to skip a couple 15 seconds ahead uh, to, if you don't want to hear some of this stuff, one person said, uh, I should attach names to this Rick dog. XXX said money hungry. Fuck. Um, Jack Beckett says, does anybody give a shit about this man anymore? Um, some, uh, Lord Meyer said, Nobody wants to play your game anyway. It was just the vitriol of the game community coming down on Sharon Murray. And I do think that it's, you know, people fall on different sides of this thing. A lot of people feel that uh, No Man's Sky was overpromised and underdelivered. But I think that No Man's Sky, I've always held... You know, the opinion, I think we talked about this a few episodes ago, that it was the victim of a lot of confluence of things at the same time. And for people months later who have this level of vitriol of spending $60 on a game that they played, on a game that they bought and played, is absolutely mental to me. Yeah, I don't even necessarily know that they are still that upset about the game. These are just people that have nothing better to do than express those like really vicious sentiments on Twitter. Like regardless of what the topic is, you're going to find those people there. And in this case, the topic happened to be this like mistake hack tweet, but it's also not just a tweet, right? Did you, did you bring up the email? There was also an email that was sent out. There was this oh, big no, old email sent this. out. What is the like, email? Say? Like supposedly from hello games. Obviously it was not where the person was trying to justify why uh, No Man's Sky was such a failure, indicating that Sony pressured them and they didn't have the time to actually finish anything and Holy all cow. this sort of stuff. Um, and but what you, so what you've mentioned, I think, is like really interesting. Is there was the first report, I think, where Sean Murray had mentioned that they were hacked, and then in a very different. Uh, expression with a different interview he expressed that it was a disgruntled employee like that that thing about the disgruntled employee i believe came from him 
So yeah. unless the press, which they very easily could be giving misleading statements, there's still some weird inconsistencies with literally what he is saying. Um, yes. Yeah. Which absolutely. leads you to believe like, is it a hack? Is it someone who just got upset and did something and made a rash decision? Um, either way, uh, you know, sort of a, uh, a voyeuristic look into Hello Games. I, I, I wish it would be because I, I want to know what's going on inside that studio now. I'd love uh, to like I, I sit in there one you. day. Um, I and and then this this goes back to so many things about the gaming community for me. Like people, you you gamers. This is an announcement to all of you. You can't have it both ways. You can't take a small team and expect them to deliver a larger than destiny sized game. Okay, you can't expect a small team to deliver beyond what Bungie has delivered over the course of multiple years and iteration and refinement. You can't have a system of reporting on and covering games that demands that Sean Murray be trotted out for all these interviews and people going, is this in the game? Is this in the game? What's the game? What's the game? Obviously in the making of this, I think a lot of what Sean Murray said was in the game may have been in the game at one point. You know, or may have been planned to be in the game, but we're we've mm-hmm. all everybody that's hosting this show has been in the tech industry. You know what a project starts off being, what yeah. a project has in its targets for doing, and what a project ships as are two different things. Now imagine if we were all working, say, on something together at one, you know, one of our places that we've worked together, Squarespace or whatever. And you had millions of people every single week asking you what's in this software. That answer might change <laughs> week to week or month yep. to month. And I don't think Hello Games. I, I think here's what Hello Games uh, is sort of responsible for and not responsible for. Number one, Hello Games probably should apologize to people for what the gap between expectation and what reality was. I think they, people deserve an apology. Fine. Number two, I don't think Hello Games deserves, you don't deserve to get your money back. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. You don't get your $60 back because you didn't like it. You go see a movie that you don't like at the end of the movie. Nobody goes, uh, if you say you want my money back, the movie, most movie theaters will tell you, well, you saw it, yep. <laughs> you know, like the um, number of products you can return after using them is right. like very small. And in software, it's almost zero. Yeah. Right. Which is, is anti-consumer. We can have a whole conversation about that. But this made me so mad that people had nothing better to do than to pour on Sean Murray, who, I mean, him and his team killed themselves to make this game that people were not happy with. And I do think there is a reality that without Sony's marketing push and pressure and due date that they promised because this game was announced three years before it should have been, that there is a version of No Man's Sky that is a better game that has more of what people expect. And no one ever promised you a fucking MMO. So cool it. Yeah. Okay. Go play Destiny. Jesus. Or WoW or anything like that. That's no, how. You, that's you. how you know 100%. I'm mad. I'm telling people to go play <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> go do that instead. 
Um, All right. There is, there is, yeah. There is a little bit of me who that feels like really, like you said, from like a perspective of engineers that we are like working in tech companies. There's a little bit of me that must be frustrating for them to, you know, to like go to work every day and 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 probably still work on that. Don't they have DLCs planned or anything? They probably also have to maintain a little bit, probably for the least pe- for the few people that still play right, the game. There's certainly servers. There's stuff to be maintained. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. I, and so at the same time, I. Uh, I take issue with some of the way that uh, Sean Murray conducted himself in those interviews, and I don't love it. By no means am I ready to jump on him or Hello Games. Again, same sentiment. They're working as hard as they can to build the best thing, but I don't necessarily have sympathy for them. They are laughing themselves to the bank. Those people I mean, made outrageous amounts of money on the sales of that video game. Right, so I feel bad that they're of- getting like attacked socially, but by no means am I like, boo-hoo, the Hello Games engineers who made millions of dollars off of that game. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't go that yeah. far. I mean, there's there's costs in between. There's um, you have to pay the people that send the game out. You have to pay the stores that that shove the games. You have to. There's a a lot of small in between steps between Sean Murray, the game, and the money that people don't really realize is there. There's a lot of like little steps. So I don't know if they really are laughing to the bank. Yeah, I don't that, think that so. Can be true. They've uh, lost a little bit of credibility for whatever project uh, they want to start yes. next. Yes, I was yeah. going to say that's that was my point. Those people won't now, have like, to start a project again. Right. Those people, like, I, so I totally agree, Sandy. There's a, a large chance that there are some employees of the of the 15 people at Hello Games that maybe didn't make out like bandits, but I think for the most part, anyone towards the top of that company made quite a chunk of change. But to Sandy's point, Davis, I think like what she's saying, and I agree with, is. Uh, now, can they ever sell a game like that again? Oh, hell no. Right? Like, and that's, I mean, no no matter how you feel about, oh, they, I mean, Activision laughs its way to the bank every year with tiny iterations on Call of Duty that <laughs> maybe people don't feel like are that tiny, but they've got four studios cranking out Call of Duties every year. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And they can do it reliably where this is like now, whatever Hello Games does next almost has to be like, Probably a small, low-budget, really, really awesome thing. Yeah. I don't think they had the weapon. They were ready for the hype that was created. I think it was just poor yeah. like marketing management. And that should have come from Sony being like, all right, let's, let's, let's ease it out. Because when you ask Sean Murray with his company, all he wants is, is the publicity. All he wants is to come up on all those shows and, and tell about his game. And even if he oversells it, that's just his job. I can't blame him for that. But I think there should have been a moment where they should have been like toning it down a little bit. Um and, and, and I don't think he was the one ready to say no to all the publicity he got. And so they, everybody was asking him, like, you know, can we get this? Can we get that? And I don't think he was even the one aware if, if they were able to get this or get that. He was probably just as hopeful as everybody. Right. And, right. Um, and being like, hey, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can do this. You can do that. Can you, can you see people? The, the place where people was, were disappointed the most from my perspective because I didn't play it. And people were – many articles came out after – a few days the game came out was people were asking uh can you can you is it multiplayer can you meet someone else and the only yeah. answer you got was well it's big enough that you probably won't find anybody like no don't tell me that it's just not possible you don't have the technical capabilities implemented to let people play multiplayer like it's mm-hmm. not it's not how the game was working in the beginning beginning and that's where people were probably the most disappointed is that they can't find each other and it was just basically a solo game so so and there's a... another aspect of this that before I you know before we leave this topic I just want to say has happened to 
culture since, you know, it, it just in the past four or five years with Twitter, with social media, where we had Sony executives on stage during the PlayStation 3 reveal telling us, this is the processing power so that characters in your games experience real emotions. We had Peter Monolu up on stage with a Kinect demo that never shipped, saying, this is Milo, he's your best friend, he remembers you, he knows your name, he knows your favorite color, you can carry on intelligent conversations with him. Overpromising is what gamers almost demand, you know? Microsoft is floating out six teraflops for the, you know, the next Xbox. We don't know what that even means, let alone if that thing comes in, it clocks at 5.9, they're going to be torn apart for it. So I think gamers, if you're that angry, you're getting the games you deserve to get. Because what small studios need is support if you like them. If you don't like them, don't buy the product. Don't get mad about it instead. And by the way, wait for reviews. Stop pre-ordering games. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pre-ordering. the other thing. It's like money money talks. So if you're getting really hyped way in advance and then yeah. you're spending this money and then you're upset, but it's like, but you went into it blind, bro. Like Absolutely. No one, no one really told you what would happen. You just went in, and and now you're upset. Like, uh, yeah, I can't and, be mad. And I'm not even saying wait for the review to be like nine or ten or whatever. If a game gets a seven, then you can walk in, going, okay, this is yeah. people think it's a seven. You know, I think. Or in the case of No Man's Sky, if you just like literally waited three days, you've been like, whoa, I'm not touching that thing. Yeah, right. You're like, instead, I don't so worry that, about that's it. how you know these are people who pre-ordered because if you didn't pre-order, there's no way you bought that game. Right. Yeah. And I don't blame them for pre-ordering because Sony hit them over the head with three straight years of interviews going, "Can you believe this? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? You should yeah. pre-order. Yeah. Here's a pre-order link. Pre-order now." Yeah. Uh anyway, that's the end of that. Before we get into <laughs> some Halloween stuff this week, I just want to cleanse the palate with something a little bit nicer and funnier that I discovered. Um, so if you guys don't know, do you listen to podcasts on your phone usually? Yep. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> For the sake of the bit, Ryan, sure. Uh, well, yes, I listen to podcasts on my phone a lot and the iPhone's podcast app has a little adjustable speed button that I've never really played with, but I hit it by accident, uh, recently. And when I did, I realized Boy. it created... Drunk Pixels Weekly. <laughs> so, I want to play <laughs> for you. What, what speed generates Drunk Pixels Weekly? Yeah, so is it slowing you, it down or speeding it up? If you want to test it, yeah, if you want to test it out, you play it at half speed, which I think is like three taps on the speed button until you see a one half X. Um, but I'm going to play for you some of our Waiting for Godot oh, yeah. <laughs> episode of Pixels <laughs> Weekly. I think this is going to be good. So here's, I think we're talking about Batman versus Superman in this episode. Here we go. Batman is doing some detective work, which I really like because I like Batman. There's so many character choices choices that the characters make in this movie that are so turn on a dime well this happened so I guess I'm 
I'm, you know, gonna fight Superman now. This happens, so I guess I'm fight Superman. Let's go a little bit further and see if we can get it. I want to hear Sandy. Right now, it just sounds like Ryan just sounds drunk. Maybe it's not even so good speed. Just Ryan was wasted talking about Batman and Superman. Wasn't it an episode where you had a few beers and you're like, hey! Let's see if we get any of you guys. No, this one is... He's always throwing it in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I just slip, slip it in. You don't. <laughs> Did Yannick just say I just slip it in? Slip it in. Okay. All right. Well, drunk fixels weekly. I think that's. I'm, I'm be adding that to my list of uh, <laughs> ambiguously sexual comments Yannick has made. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just slip it in, and maybe we just can add that to like a few audio in. segments exclusive to our website too. Yes, we should put some drunk website. pixels weekly up on the this web. Is, this is us. This is. I'm us just gonna actually get drunk, and maybe then when you slow it down, I'll sound sober. Oh, a drunk episode <laughs> would be fun. We should do a drunk episode of Pixels Weekly. Um. Anyway, so. Let's talk about Halloween, you guys. <laughs> Our feature this week, we're talking about Halloween, Halloween celebrations and games, and we don't have a ton of time to talk about it because we had so much hodgepodge this week, but it's fine because it's all kind of BS anyway, because it's Halloween and you should get out there and dress up or dress up with your kid and trick or treat, whatever you do. So let's talk about, let's start off with talking about this year's seasonal events. Uh, yeah. What what what's happening in all of our games? I know I've been playing Overwatch. That's very yeah. festive. Yeah. Right I jumped place. I jumped into Overwatch for the first time uh, a couple days ago and got to see. So first of all, what I loved most was um, I, I guess they did this with the Rio games too. But anyways, I was just expecting like stuff from loot boxes to be Halloween themed for Overwatch, but the whole yeah. damn game has been totally thing. like facelifted. Mm-hmm. And even up to the point where like the weather and time of day on some of the maps seems to have changed, at least on that new one that um I don't even remember how to pronounce it. I can I can right yeah. So I think um so I thought that was pretty cool. With horror movie posters. And yeah, I haven't gotten into that map yet, stuff, yeah. but um I mean as Blizzard has done always with World of Warcraft. They uh, seem to be carrying on that trend of doing really great holiday celebrations within Overwatch. And so that's everywhere from skins to sprays and poses and stuff um, for for your heroes in Overwatch, very similar to what they did with Rio. But um, yeah, I just thought that was super cool. Uh, And and it's not just like they throw a mask on a character. Yannick, I'll let you talk about Destiny in a second, but, you know, mm-hmm. last year, I was actually impressed with last year's Destiny Halloween stuff, but it really was just kind of like throwing a mask on your character, but these are not yeah. masks in Overwatch. The amount of detail and effort that they put into these skins is no different than they would for the skins that they launched with when the game came out, and I think that's really impressive. Um, there's even like a fake horde mode called Junkenstein's Revenge, where they kind of just send waves of enemies at you. And um, I unlocked, I, I, I broke down, shame on me, I pulled a Sandy and bought some loot boxes. Oh. <laughs> sellout. Um, I know, total sellout. So I spent 20 bucks on loot boxes and I was very happy with my results. I now yeah. have Pumpkin Reaper, who says happy Halloween when he kills That's people. That's pretty good. And he's got two, his two shotgun guns have melted candles 
on them that are just kind of always on fire. And uh, I got a bunch of different skins. I got the Junkins, Dr. Junkenstein skin where he looks like Dr. Frankenstein. He's got the goggles on. It's just it really good. Really good. Yeah, but it's now, a lot of fun. What is what's Destiny doing? Uh, uh, hold on. To, to like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, would like, I wanted to like have a precision on that Overwatch, and it's something that may I may want to suggest. I know I've played a couple, a, a little bit of Overwatch to know a little bit of mechanics. So when you do very well on your, if you press tab on your PC or if you look at the the scoreboard of the both teams, you can see some people, quote unquote, on fire. Yeah. And uh, yeah. is there is there any skin that change when you're on fire? No. I don't no. think someone. It's does just the player look profile when they're on fire. I don't think so. Like on the map. That would be cool, you know. Like if you talk cool. about those candles, if they light up, lit up on fire when you when you're on fire, technically, like if you have some visual aspect to this, I don't know. It was just well, you you can see your own me. profile in your bottom left hand corner, and you can tell when you're on fire right. without having to in pull the up UI, the menu. Right? But other yeah. characters yeah, 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 yeah. can't see that you're on fire unless they look at the scoreboard. You're right. That would be sweet. It would be it'd be something fun to like add some more. Like also, I kind of put the target on your back, right? You mm-hmm. see, like an enemy on fire. Yeah. The first thing you want to do is get him yeah. down. Definitely. No, there's that thing. So, well, I mean, so, okay. So, Destiny, I really, like, got, you know, cold and got, like, really not hyped at all in the first days that I uh, looked at this event. Uh, I was excited to to see what they were doing. I was expecting some parts and, you know, bits and pieces of last year um, coming back. So, that whole um, a mask. So, you, you, you pretty much can wear a mask of uh, famous NPCs of the game. So, you have Xur, the speaker... And you obviously have some new masks that represent the new characters of the new storyline, like um, Lord Saladin with his helmet, like you see him in the quest line. Um, you can wear a mask so you can play like you're him. Um, and there is some some nice, some, some, some cute um, quests uh, where you pretty much have to wear the mask of Lord Saladin and, 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 and go talk to him. It's one of the NPCs of the of the same social space that asks you oh, to no talk kidding. to him and see if he likes it. And, it, and he's like not really <laughs> amused. And so it's like, well, and you just go back to her and tell her that he's not really happy about it. It's all about go fight, you know, go fight the plague lands and and destroy the, you know, destroy the Siva, the Siva invasion, blah, blah, blah. Like he's not really just the same he, way. He, that does, he wants Aeris, no fun for him. Yeah, he wants no fun. Just the same way that Aeris Morn and um, the, the, the one that battles the hives all the time is not really amused by any of that stuff and kd6 is always the one try to try to make her relax a little bit so there's some of those new quests that are fun there's a broom that you can actually use as a sparrow uh, that you can find and so like a one of those That's vehicles cool. that you ride in destiny it's very that fun is like cool. just, that is cool and it's just gonna stay for the Everybody on Reddit, one of the top posts Reddit of the first day that the event came out was, can you make the broom permanent, please? No um, kidding. So you've seen a lot of like video creation just with that broom thing. A lot of people have been playing Quidditch, you know, because it kind of looks like you're like, man, you're like playing Quidditch doing that. Um, By the way. So yeah, you pretty much have to go in a room and find that broom that is just sitting here. And there is a robot, you know, there's like a few cleaning cleaning robots in the, in the tower that hang out and uh one of the first ones you meet in the tower lost his broom and he tells you he talks to you he's like i lost my broom i forgot how exactly what he says it but that's kind of like the the hint of you trying to find a broom around the tower and it's actually a broom that you can mount um do you so get to keep a- any of the stuff that you get in the so- halloween event in destiny so yeah so you know how you you they introduce in taken king some uh, not to 
overflow your vault space they have like collections so any emblem shader exotic that you've owned if you if you destroy them of your inventory yeah. you can come back and pick them back up so they've done that with like a holiday inventory uh, which means they're going to expand the amount of inventory you can gather for events so all you mask you pretty much don't have to keep them you can just you know discard them and they will be available for you to pick up for free back at like some kind of a computer thing but even like after uh, the event even after the event yeah because yeah. i remember like one of the event. things i loved most about the way that blizzard does it is you get to keep everything that you get and so i loved like when it's not christmas being able to like put on all my christmas stuff and then like yeah. you can run around oh, the city yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like oh look it's the stuff from christmas i still had candy oh, corn is. for the longest time i think when i logged back into my account like a year later i had candy corn i was like yeah, oh. you got it because you covet that stuff <laughs> yeah it's, it's a novelty item Andy so the one thing so they gross. got rid of was that, you know, and, and got rid of some frustration of some players, I remember, is that last year they had, a, you could have any mask, but for you to make them quote-unquote permanent, you had to loot some kind of an item by farming. Um, so pretty much farming was go into PvP, wear a mask, and that's how you collect candies. Or like even go in oh. PvE. And you collect candies and you fill up a bag and you give that back to some vendor and you get a, you get a loot box pretty much. So that's Wait, how man, Destiny would... made you farm something? That's weird. I know, right? That was, that was <laughs> one of the... the, the, one of the one of the the only pretty much fun mechanic of last year. This year they expanded more. There's more quests. Um, there is a quest that asks you to do various activities, wear in different masks, and then at the end you get the loot box that you can buy. But here's where um, the negative part comes in. Um, they have introduced in-game transaction uh, with real money uh, a few you know a few years ago already, a few months ago, and uh, this this event comes with his. Um, set of new emotes that you can purchase and you can also purchase those loot boxes that you can get at the end of the of the main you know halloween quest and um, one of the thing about this uh, loot box is that you can have some exclusive um, gear to that to that um, to that box and this is where for me i really feel for the first time in destiny uh, a, a paywall um in in between you know between like that 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 separates me from have from being able to get certain items so there is a special sparrow with a skin on it there is a ghost ghost so it's a ghost that has like a uh, a sheet on it so it's called the ghost ghost because he's dressed up as a ghost um there is the <laughs> devil ghost that has little little devil ears and a devil tail um yeah there's a sparrow uh, well, obviously, and these are the only things that you can get from buying those are only the loot boxes. That you can like, there's no get other from... way to get them. No, oh, and wow. those boxes you can only get them one per character. So if you have three characters, you can complete that quest only once. You have three chances. So I was happy to finish that quest on my. I only finished the quest on one character, and I luckily had the thing that I was really looking for was the ghost ghost. But there is also a few masks that are completely ex- exclusive to those loot boxes. So. For the first time in Destiny, and before they've had the loot, those loot boxes before, it was just an easier way for you to access those exclusive items because there was always an alternative to if you put a lot of time, you would have the same chances. You know, it was just like yeah, a way for it, you to. It's no different the time. than the loot boxes in Overwatch, where right, you can buy was, them or you can just wait and level up and get them. Yeah, and this time it was just like, well, you just have to accept the fact that if you don't pay, you're not gonna be able to get certain certain items or all the items like that possibility is out of the question with that event 
And this is where, and it happens a lot with Destiny, where you don't know. There are some really good ideas, some really good creations, some really good lesson learned from from Bungie. Like, for example, all the PvP map during the Halloween event are going to be in night mode. Um, the Trials oh, of Osiris cool. event, we got flawless with uh, yeah. Jacob. For Jacob, one of my colleagues and good friend that I played Destiny with a lot, he got flawless for the first time. So we got to be going to the lighthouse for the first time uh, together. And uh, the the Trials mode was kind of a spooky theme. Um, if you look at the tweets from one of the Crucible lead designer, he tweeted being like Trials being spooky, so there is no radar. You can't revive, and you play on, oh. on one of those darkest map called the Cauldron. So, yeah, I like it when it's part where. of gameplay. That's really yeah. nice, and it was really a good surprise. And we played it, and honestly, like uh, Jacob had his Fitbit on his, you know, and was tracking his heart rate, and he was like a heart rate, <laughs> like he was almost. We were almost dying at the end of this hour of of going through it but he went really well he just really promoted communication being like you had no information where people were they were able to camp around and so you had to give the information to your teammates if you saw someone getting killed and when you were dead you would be able to become eyes of someone because you'd be able to be like spectating people's you know bodies and and watch their surroundings but it was a really fun trials of osiris so that was really good creative part of bungie and then comes maybe in my head like it looks like Activision comes in and is like, okay, money maker, put those items in there. And the only way for them yeah. to get it is just by completing that one quest. It once makes it feel or, so dirty. Not really. Those- I think it's always been a cosmetic things have always, you always pay for them. Dota does it. League does it. Right. Uh, it's cosmetic. Yeah. I have to yeah. precise that. There's no bonus stats or anything. They're not getting there. But there are so many of those cool things. And it's, you know, and it's not like... Yeah, there's a fine line here where, you know, I understand it's only cosmetic, but I don't know. It doesn't, I don't even want to get them. I'm not even, like, I got into that event pretty hyped, just like Davis said, because I had a good feeling about it from the year before, and and everything could only get better. Like, they added quests and everything. But after a few days, I was like, honestly, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to put money on those loot boxes. So, you know, take me out of this halloween bullshit on destiny i'm just gonna play my game nonetheless but i'm not interested by any of those masks that people are wearing the other Um, thing too is i don't feel like and i it doesn't cost them nothing but it doesn't cost them a whole lot to to make that cosmetic stuff for the event and therefore i don't think they like need to charge for it because they need to like make their money back on the time they spent designing these masks and then at the same time, uh, specifically a studio like Bungie, I don't think they've earned themselves from a PR standpoint the ability to charge for this stuff. Mm-hmm. They really need some like good juju vibes coming out of that studio and giving some of this stuff away or making it not pay to get it or making it still like you know random loot boxes and you want the RNG to still work. You don't want people just to get it for free. But the fact that they're putting it behind a paywall, I just don't think they've afforded themselves the ability to do that. I, I, no, and it's and it's like there, there's so many of those cool new things that they have just released a month ago. So you know how you can add skins to your weapons, and there's a, some like two skins for a weapon called the Bad Juju that people love, and uh, those two skins that's one of our are, pickup lines are, are only reachable. <laughs> those two skins are only reachable in that in that um, loot box, and so I'm like those really new things that you've just introduced you make me like having them completely unreachable. Now, again, to Sandy's point, 
it's cosmetic um and 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 keep it that way fine but what i'm saying is that give us more options to maybe farm indefinitely those loot boxes and if you tell yeah. me it's going to take me 20 hours instead of five seconds purchasing pressing on x and purchasing so be it but this time you tell me that as much as i can play i'm only going to be able to reach five like three loot boxes yeah otherwise give me this money and you can have them indefinitely that's my problem is that you know you don't give me you don't give me credit you know, to you don't give me the possibility to, to to be hyped and farm if I want them. I really need to throw money at the screen to have those things. And this is where I have a problem. And it was never a thing that they've had before. Um, so this is where I feel a paywall. And this is where those events to me are are can really become uninteresting to me. Uh, I love the theming of it. I love the... yeah. The little twist, like even the social space, I re- I reskin, like you said in Overwatch. Like uh, there is some really um, aspect of the game that changed drastically for a limited limit limited can, amount of time. Can I tell you guys a secret? You know um, the character Mercy. She's got a, a skin that is her as a witch. Very sexy. I, I think I have a crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> it just. Have you seen the cosplay? I, I the think, Overwatch oh cosplay? God, the Halloween cosplay? cosplay? Oh god, it's so good. Every night. Send me those but, links. I'll I'll watch those privately. I think that the Halloween events have always been short, which is why I think Bungie was probably testing things out. Maybe last year people couldn't get the stuff they wanted. So it's like, hey, let's do an alternative here and maybe give the people the option to pay to get for to get things. A few years ago, Valve did Dire Tide with Dota. And that was a huge event that was super successful, but you could only buy the the costumes for a limited amount of time, and then you can get it again, and that's kind of what makes Dota very popular, is Mm -hmm. that you can get all these cosmetic updates to your character. But were you buying the cosmetic... Were you buying them like the specific costumes? Because as far as I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, Yannick, but with Destiny, you're buying RNG. Yeah, you're not, a sh- you you're not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. That's the thing, too, is that some people, like some content creators that have, you know, the money and, and it's almost like an investment into their own business, they buy like 100 loot boxes and do, they do those loot boxes video, you know. And over over 100, um, over 100, um, like if some of them get most of the items that you can get, there is some kind of like a ponderation. So if you have got an item, there is a really small chance you can get a duplicate. Um, that system is there so that you're sure. But but still, for something yeah. that you haven't gotten, there was a guy opening five boxes. Um, when he had all the other items, he, he opened five other extra boxes to get this hat that he wanted. There's like a wolf hat that changed colors. It's like a, it's it comes with like a solar like a it has a solar skin like a fire skin to it. And then when you owl with an emote, it changed its color to blue and whatever. That was the uh, most damning thing to me. Is I. I purchase these loot boxes, and when you get a duplicate, you're essentially saying, "I got nothing for my money," yeah. and that's and it's uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's the world we live in. You know, I'm I'm a little bit fatalistic <sighs> about this whole God. thing because people are buying those things. You know, I can't like yeah. I'm not one of those, and I can't criticize people that want to spend their money on that. Which um, is why here at Pixels Weekly, we're announcing our Kickstarter to you buy us <laughs> loot boxes. You buy them, we'll open them. We'll we'll record us opening them if that's what it takes. 
<laughs> and you can watch them, but please don't skip the pl- pr- the, the the commercials. You know? No, no, no. Um, you can't skip th- those. Don't commercials. use ad blockers, please. No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. Use the ad blockers. Yeah. So go one, ahead and one drive. Of those things that I'm that I'm upset about, but for the whole thing, uh, it's very appealing. Every time we come to that season to see it in the video game you love, um, I like those aspects. I like what people are doing, and this year more than any others, I've heard it on into many games, not just RPGs, but like yeah. even FIFA has a screaming ultimate team with like some scary looking soccer oh players boy. that are talented but it's like m- the most ugly soccer players in my opinion companies have and all figured out how to get more money out of us haven't they yeah well, so and that's uh, another thing too is i don't necessarily know that i need a halloween celebration in every single game i play i think there are some games where it makes sense i would imagine most online mmos it makes sense something like overwatch where the characters are already so like cartoonish and animated it makes sense but like i don't need halloween in fifa I don't need Halloween and Madden, and I think that we're going to start seeing this more and more, especially when companies like Bungie start charging money for it and can show, hey, look, when you like charge like money for this stuff, people pay for it. And now every yep. single game is going to have like yep. Halloween and Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving uh, celebrations. I encourage it. Capitalism. Stimulate the economy. <laughs> Speaking well, of, you know, uh, you know, guys, stimulate, yeah. this this model probably mo- works the most in the U.S. Because every time I tell people I come back at Christmas in France, and and people talk about my recent Facebook post, and most of them are probably from the Halloween of this year, and everybody's like, "Yeah, we don't do Halloween; it's just commercial." I was like, "That's just don't what? drop that excuse because it's like that's what they say in France, you know, the socialism." Yeah, I think I it's know, super popular love, in Japan. Just, we love spending the, money. It's just a commercial, like a, a, a feast created by the Americans to get us some, some money. So that's not, you know, uh, there's nothing, like he has no charm for the French. So I, yeah, I, I want to know how the, numbers, how the numbers stack up with European audience on those uh, Halloween events or Christmas <coughs> events. Christmas yeah. has more reach. I have to Halloween get on the event. phone one second, one second here. Um, hello, Mr. President Barack Obama, Mr. President <laughs> who I have his phone number, definitely, definitely. Definitely, yes, definitely. for sure. Apparently France is on to our scheme of getting them to buy <laughs> Halloween costumes. I also like how Ryan has put his phone up to his ear as if our listeners can see him. That's true. Why did I that, right. that, oh, yeah. that He's into character. What a dumb boy I character. am. Um, but I think in regards to like video games, it's the US market and the Jap- Japanese market that matters. And we love yeah. Halloween. And if I want Some of us my Ryu skin... <laughs> All of to, us. If, if I want... If I want spooky Street Fighter, I'll get spooky Street spooky Fighter. Spooky Street Fighter. Because this is America. Guile. Yeah. The France socialist like commercialism, <laughs> anti-commercialism, not liking Halloween is one thing. I hate Halloween. I despise Halloween. But that's nothing to do with the commercial aspect of it. It's like because I think dressing up in costumes is socially awkward, and I just don't yeah. enjoy Halloween. But yo, yo, um, yo. the the not liking the commercial aspect of it is weird. Before yeah, we come down on France, that bread though. That bread though. That yes. brand <laughs> I showed up with a I showed up with a French costume at work, and until I got that baguette, nobody was really considering me. <laughs> and once I had that baguette in my hand, they were like, "Yes, Suddenly okay, I like, legit yeah, now. I love it. Legit I love it. Can I just be near you, be snacking over your shoulder, just biting <laughs> off pieces of baguette? Some it, people I thought someone bit that. it. Some some people actually did that over my shoulder while I was sipping my drink and having it over my shoulder. Someone took a bite of the tip of it. That's uh, very we sexual, weird sexual people. again, but Gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? All right. So before we get out of here uh, and get on to uh, the games that we all selected for our respective homework, that is sports games this month. Sports games. Don't forget. Um, we are. Wait, did Sandy? Did you not pick your game yet? 
Dip pig again. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Uh, I want us to just go round table. What is your favorite Halloween candy? I'm going to go with the Kit Kat. Mm. Mm, good choice. Good choice. Kit-Kat, also very popular in Japan. Suck it. Suck uh, it. Japan? <laughs> what? No, I mean suck it. Rest of the world. Or suck it. Kit Kats. They're delicious to suck on as well as bite and chew. Give me that a break. Works. <laughs> oh. All right. Do you, do you see what I did there? I see what you did there, and you just earned the right to go second with your favorite <laughs> Halloween game. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, a good old Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh. Or Reese's, yeah, as good. some misinformed people Reese's. refer to it as. It's a Reese's peanut butter cup. Reese's. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, I... Yeah. I don't Halloween. like peanut yeah. butter and chocolate together so much. It freaks me out. What? I know. That's everybody's yeah. response. You're also, like, scared of cheese. <laughs> I know. I really don't like cheese either. All right, Sandy, what's yours? I'm, I'm confused by the cheese common and okay. the peanut butter and I chocolate. Know. You're it's such a great, sure. great combination. But my favorite are the gummy candies. Anything oh, gummy. yes. Cannibalistic gummy bears. Yep. I love gummy candy. Gummy lifesavers, gummy bears, gummy peaches. Okay, before she continues this list, Yannick, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> She's got many of them. Shrimp but for me, grit, never do, gumbo. N- never, never offer me those vodka jelly shots that look like brain. Uh, I mean, I, had, I went to a party yesterday. I mean, kudos to the person, to the people that do those theme Halloween things, but those ones are really not tasty to me. Um, <laughs> but same thing, yesterday I ate those... Um, what they're called uh m and m no um, (laughs) but it was just i mean i just forget it they were looking like fingers with like the almond being a nail and they were uh, i think just butter biscuits you know regular like yellow butter fingers butter fingers yeah lady fingers probably oh it was no they're not butter fingers no lady fingers you know like the the coffee cake biscuit yeah coffee cake biscuits yeah exactly lady fingers Mm -hmm. Of oh. course, of course, Yannick would pick a coffee cake biscuit as his favorite Halloween candy. Jesus, that is fancy. We're looking for AF. something in a package here. Does it come in a yeah, package? Man. Does it have like a name on it? Oh, yeah, no, well, would you, so when you like pick it up at like somebody's worst. door, trick or treat, no, give me give food. You that. I can give you that. Some of those like Haribo crocodile ones, you know, the jelly crocodile right, ones. Legit. All right. So two so it seems like it seems two like Ryan and jellies. I. Yeah, it seems like Ryan and I are on the uh, the chocolate covered. Yeah, stuff delicious train, and you guys are on the gummy train. Yeah, yep. fruits. You know, they're That's essential good. for life. Maybe it's an East Coast thing, right? It might be. It might yeah, be. Maybe us seasoned West Coasters. Uh, I also think like chocolate, chocolate stuff inherently tastes better in yeah. cold weather. You, you know, can have chocolate covered gummy bears. Okay, that's upsetting. Moving okay. on. <laughs> that's let's, on. let's talk about our homework <laughs> updates. Sports games. Uh, we're we're running over time for this episode, but I want to. Start off, I am picking Mario Golf. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect match for you. Pa- was Mario that your Mario Golf. voice or was that your Dracula voice? Or was Mario it like a combo? Golf. Ah, ah, 18 <laughs> holes. One hole. Uh, now, um, Mario Golf, man, it's on my 3DS. Uh, I've had it. I've never played it, uh, which is a bummer, but I'm looking forward to it. And I... I I don't know about you guys. We can discuss this in a second, but I don't know if it's going to take us three weeks to play our sports games. I could, these are not exactly like 20 hour campaigns we're talking about, but they, I, you could, they could be. So, well, so, so, so the other thing too, yeah. the other thing too is that we, uh, 
we usually don't pick because right it's not even november yet so that's the other thing is i think we only did a three-week uh october dealio yes but yeah um, we do we only played our games in october for two weeks we're flying by the seat of our pants yeah, we do what we quick. like oh is that true? america yes we only played our games in october for two weeks uh, i don't know sure anyways i thought that wasn't america true. yep we'll check the tape cool <laughs> i'm gonna play uh, you want to, you're, you're done oh, go good ahead. sorry go go i'm gonna play hot shots tennis up, up resed for PlayStation 4. This was originally a game released for PlayStation 2, and I never played it, but I did love... Uh, I think I played the first and the second Hot Shots Golf, which were original PlayStation games, and I remember vividly renting those games from uh, like my local video store that rented video games as well. Um, and so the Hot Shots series of games is taking a traditional sport like golf or tennis, and they have these very animated caricatures of players that you get to choose from. Uh, as opposed to like a more lifelike simulation game. Uh, and there's always some sort of like, I'm sure there'll be some serious like boosts that you can do to your serve and your yeah. uh, your hits and whatnot. So when you were playing Hot Probably Shots Golf, you could like... Exactly. Like, like your ball is going to be on fire at some point. So a little more on the, the whimsical side of tennis as opposed to the simulation heavy side. There will be no Rafael Nadal, no Roger Federer. I'm sure I'll be playing <laughs> some like, you know, misproportioned... Uh, cartoonish representation of some type um, chocolate yeah so uh, <laughs> uh i'm excited to get back into the hot shot series i think uh they released this and upresed it for playstation 4 i don't know that it's like a total remaster but i think they did it uh because i do believe that there is a hot shots golf built for playstation 4 that has been announced that's being built right now so i think that the, the hot oh. shots developers are trying to uh get the hype train back going for uh for the Hot Shot series of games. So if that Hot Shot Golf does really come out at some point, I will absolutely be picking that up because I had fond memories of that game. Nice. Gross. Yeah, you want to go ahead? Yeah. Uh, I'll be playing <laughs> sports, man. Um, I'm playing NBA 2K16. Yay. Cool. I want to see Sandy taking on a simulation game. Yeah, like that'll be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> Isn't that the one with the thing directed by Spike Lee? The 2K16 one, yeah. yeah, That's the last year's yeah. one. Yeah, Spike Lee. Yeah. You're going to play Spike Lee mode, right, Sandy? Sports, yeah. Spike Lee. <laughs> Sports, yeah. Only at the yeah. Madison Square Garden, though. It, it's actually the National Billiards Association 2K16 that she's playing. She's playing, she's playing pool. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a round orange ball. <laughs> With our Kevin Mark Sports. So many choices I would have had, but I, I realize so many of those games I've already played once in my life. I probably played one NBA 2K at some point. I probably played even a demo of a Madden, um, the new football manager, uh, soccer, you know, the kind of like soccer trainer, soccer coach simulation is coming out earlier in early November. I think November 2nd or 7th. I forgot. And it's just um, like I spreadsheets? This, I played this game a lot. So you pretty much played the game that you watch. So you watch the game and they're the most convenient way for me to watch them every time. Because the 3D rendering is pretty bad and the motions are really bad. I just <laughs> watch them 2D. So it's a bunch of pins with number on them moving around the 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 game and it's accelerated. 
Uh, but there's so many aspects to it, so much depth into, you know, dealing with the press, dealing with the staff, dealing with the fans, doing the training that you want, recruiting players and uh, and try to reach the and it's, you know, official competition throughout the year. So if you go MLS, you're going to have the MLS um, MLS um, rules and all that. But anyway, it's like a it's a fun game. I, I probably am going to pick it up and, and play it from time to time. It's very addicting if you're interested in soccer, of course, but. Uh, so so many of them, even WWE, I haven't gotten into it, but I played this game already. Uh, but one franchise, one simulation I've never gotten into is UFC. So I think I'm gonna play the latest oh. UFC too. Nice. See, uh, gonna give people some love. cauliflower ears. Yeah, and uh, I'm Gross. gonna see. Uh, I'm gonna see if my uh, <laughs> simulation love, my sports simulation love, can com- can continue and can be, uh, and if my attention can be um, taken. Um, with that, with that new, with that franchise of oh. EA. Well, good luck and Godspeed. I'm looking forward to hearing about all these games because I don't know jack about any of them. So that makes me sports, sports, sports. We like I'm probably going to rent so it though care. because I'm. I know I'm not going to spend more t- a lot of time on it. So I'm how can you rent it? Oh, like Redbox or something. I'm going to, so, you know, and maybe, and this is not sponsored, but I found this really cool uh, 30-day free trial on uh, Gamefly.com. <laughs> so I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do an, I'm not, I'm going to disable auto renew and I'm going to get my game for free and send it back when I'm done. So, um, yeah, and and go to Gamefly.com slash Pixels Weekly. No, Enter the code. <laughs> Enter the code Enter Pixels code Weekly at checkout. Now Enter let's the code, be clear. Talk show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On GameFly, let's be clear. Pixels Weekly does not get you a discount. It's no. just yeah. maybe if enough of you do it, then we can afford, talk them into giving page. us money. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Before we get out of here today, we got some listener mail. Oh. But before we get too excited, it's from someone we know. Oh. <laughs> Is it Vishal? It's Vishal. Vishal. Oh, Vishal. Wait, wait, Vishal. Does he oh, want shit. us to yeah. read? Oh, shit. I uh, Ready Player One. Just let me. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say. No, let me I read it for you. Hey guys, I've been listening to your podcast hey guys, for a while. I just died. I just died. <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and the homework segment's great. I think your next homework segment should be to read the book Ready Player One. I think he's right. Who Rick Casey spoiled for us when he was on. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yes. He didn't? Well, I mean, I forgot what he said. In yeah, here, I so. forgot what he said, too. So. And I have yeah, to say, he didn't uh, spoil it at all. I have to say that Sam Vichal uh, was very kind and uh, got a, uh, a the audiobook for free from, from, from one of his friends, or I forgot exactly how he got it, but he, mm, he sent me the, the zip Shareware. file. He, sent, he shared me the, the zip file of the audiobook of that, of that book because he knows I hate to read. So... <laughs> Have a have a I think it's sixteen hours of of listening uh, to get through this uh, get through this audiobook. So I'm very excited. I've never actually done audiobooks, so this is something I'm I'm looking forward to. And and I and I thank him live on the show for giving me that opportunity to to read or listen, depending on you put it. Um, that that book that everybody apparently should read. Everybody that's listened to that show should read because we're all into nerdy video game stuff. Yeah. I just pasted the link for you guys uh, so you can get it as well. But I think that is a great idea. So we should do that. And maybe it's our next homework or we can just pick a week to do it. Um, And as an update for next week, as a friendly reminder to all, BlizzCon is happening. 
So BlizzCon mm-hmm. is happening when? It's uh, Sandy, you probably know the exact dates, right? November 4th and November 5th. <laughs> and they just shipped me my goodie bag. Yay. Oh, cool. Oh, do I get a goodie bag? Did you order a goodie bag? Oh, You no. got the virtual ticket, right? Yeah, I got the virtual Ryan, ticket. I might just come so down to your to... place and just watch on your screen. Was I supposed to do something to get the goodie bag? Oh, I'm so mad. Yeah, if you only have the virtual ticket, you order the goodie bag and it's sold out. Wait, They're not, the are are they going to sell out of virtual tickets? Because I still haven't picked one up and I meant to. No, they don't sell out of virtual tickets. They sell out of physical goodie bags. And they're already sold out of them? Last I checked, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That makes it's me okay. sad. I mean, it's just a mug, some a dice set. Just a mug? Are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, just um, a mug? This is my life we're talking about. <laughs> a Reinhardt Hammer. I want hammer. my money back. Oh, a Reinhardt Hammer? Damn it. Oh. oh. All right. Well, that, that, that well, actually on. How, how big is the Reinhardt Hammer? Is well, it like it's a life balloon. size? You blow it up. It's not like an... Oh, that's uh, cool. Though. That's a balloon. I thought I was going to get like a real no. hammer You're not going to give a bunch of nerds real hammers. Come on, guys. Come All on. right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's end the show. Hey, Oh, you know, before we do end the show, guys, Titanfall is out. Battlefield 1 is out. Uh, Call of Duty's coming out. We should all find a like bro shooter to play this year together. I'm probably gonna yeah. have to to jump into Battlefield One. I have a lot of friends who are really enjoying it. So Seems maybe like you'll get an upcoming up Hotchpot from me from that we, game. Well, yeah, we got to figure out which platform to. I'm assuming PlayStation. We got to pick one up for for me. Yeah, but yeah. go get it on PC if you're if you if you guys are on PC because beautiful. But game. it's not cross platform though, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, and if we want to play together, we'll have to do that. I All right. I want to play with you, nubs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that does it for us this week. Thank you for listening to Pixels Weekly. You can listen to every single episode for free at pixelsweekly.com. You can follow us at Pixelscast on Twitter, and I think we're Pixels Weekly on Instagram now. Thank you, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Really? And, yeah. no. Yep. no way. No. Did they release the... What? Oh, Instagram. Yeah. No, wait, Instagram. on Instagram, you mean? Yes. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Oh, oh, you thought. <laughs> you I thought, thought Twitter. Twitter. You said Twitter. So no, like, yeah, wait, we're at Pixelscast. Fi- was she finally nice to us? <laughs> I no. know. We're, we want that Pixels Weekly Twitter handle. So if you want to go harass at Pixels Weekly. To no, don't, do at Pixels don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. Well, do we it do without any mean words. Just only ask her nice. Just, Just be nice, ask yeah. nicely. Um, why is that illegal to do that? What I just did is that a well, we did spend the first 20 minutes of this show ripping on people who do do that, (laughs) so let's not endorse people to do that. Well, the problem is, is that's not about me, this is about me now. Uh, (laughs) anyway, that does it for us this week. And until next time, aloha, au revoir. See you later. (laughs) And we'll see you next week.